without a vision, the people will perish. So it's good to have a vision and follow your vision. And I see that in all of you, and I'm happy for that. I see the walls before me, I feel the cages forming. Seems like the world is falling, but I keep my head up the ground. I see the world before me, I know what change is coming. I hear the world is calling, so I keep my head up the ground. We break into everything. We break into everything. Hello and welcome to the Barrier Breakers Corner, where we shift mindsets around various topics such as family, finance, relationships, dreams and visions, and most importantly, opportunities and how to walk into them. We want to annihilate the assumption that we cannot break barriers. Let me tell you this today. There is more on the other side of you breaking that barrier that you would never know unless you do. We break into Hello and welcome to the Barrier Breakers Corner where we step out on faith and defy the odds. I am your host, Joyce Donkor. Today, we are having another session on the podcast and it's with my father. Oh, Lord Jesus. I don't even know how to describe this, but we thank God we've gotten here. And my sisters are on as well. We're just going to have a conversation. My sisters are also co-hosting with me and we're going to have a conversation with my dad talking about parenting and fathering girls and there's so many other children that he has well, spiritual kids that people say outside that also call him father and how the journey has been, but the focus is on us right now. So, Father, please introduce yourself. My name is yeah. Karutas from Ghana, from the Greater Accra region. Thank you. My father is a pastor. I know he didn't go all out because that's who he is. He tries to be very humble about it. But if you are supposed to address him, it will be... Please correct me, sisters, if I'm wrong. Reverend Dr. Carotes Henry Donko, because he's a pastor, he's a PhD holder, he's a father. Well, I saw someone call him Father Father Abraham, father of many nations, if we call. And it's so true because he's done so much work. And I think my dad is like the ultimate barrier breaker. We saw him work so hard and that's why we can't be sluggish or lethargic or slow. Like we can't just sit still. We are also working hard because we've seen him work so hard. And so Pavio, <laughs> as in his culture, it's not Pavio, it's Pafio. Sorry. You can tell that my Ghanaian is not strong because we all grew up in Gambia. So Pafio, tell us why working hard was so important to you because we saw you work so hard. You came to Gambia, well, not started a church. There was a church there that you were coming to take over. And then you started a school from 1994 or 95. You started a school and you've done so much. We've seen you work so hard. You're still working so hard. He refuses to rest. So tell us why hard work was very important to you. You have to work hard to uh, come out of whatever you find. And in school, I was on top of the class. 
So I felt that it is only work, hard working and going to school that can liberate you from poverty and captivity and being very strong. So I chose to work hard that I can be able to make it. And those who come after me, I'm leaving them a legacy. We'll put them on the platform that they can really develop. It is to work hard. Knowing your background is not so good, strong. So, Dad, did you ever think that you would have six kids? <laughs> uh, well, I didn't really plan to have six kids. I think I planned to have five. And huh? then the last ones came. <laughs> so, that is it. I planned to have five. But the two, the last one came as a pair. And how did you feel not having a boy? Kind of a setback, but as we always say, what boys can do, girls can do it. Otherwise, maybe if I, I really want to continue to have a boy or end up having 10 girls. All right. So it's good to put a stop at it for at a time so I can concentrate on the six and take care of them. And maybe I'll probably ask you to enlighten listeners about that because there are some people that if they don't have a boy, it's a problem. It's like you have to have a boy or they'll leave the woman and go. So maybe can you help, should I say, encouraging people that just have girls? I think that we are in a world now, technologically, everybody's advanced. So, yeah, of course, girls are also doing very well, especially in Gambia. Girls do better than boys in the class. Yeah, so, I think that it's a balanced game where the women are now coming up, putting up their role as women, and then doing better. I will not say that if you don't have a boy, you should regret, and then by all means, try to be a boy. Because girls can also do what boys are doing now. I traveled to Europe and the US, the last trip I was, the driver who took us from Washington to North Carolina, it's a woman. Mm. And I was surprised. Yeah, so she drove us all the way, that big bus, double decker, from Washington to North Carolina. So it means that we should not try to force ourselves to have boys when we don't have the genes or we don't have the ability to have the boys. We should just accept what God given us. Yeah, that's so true. Accept what God has given you. That's very, very important. Do you girls have any questions that you want to ask? Anna's phone is the one giving a lot of feedback. So maybe if you want to ask, you can always come on. But any questions anybody has? Hey, if we don't have questions for your father. Yeah, I do. Did you yeah. want us to play soccer? Because you like soccer. Uh, so maybe you wanted I, boys I, so that they will play soccer. I was playing football. I was playing soccer. And they would come to pick me up on my house to go and play in town. And I've decided that if you play soccer, and I know that one of you can play soccer, I will really stop everything I'm doing mm-hmm. and then manage you and help you to go up because games or any kind of sports is also important these days. You know, those yeah. days play for fun, for the fun of it, but now they play for the money of it. Money. So if one of you was good in athletics or in soccer or any sporting activity, I would have loved it anyway. Maybe that's why you want to be a what? No. You didn't play since when you were young. <laughs> now you it's too late. Back. Whoever is saying that I was in a football team in my school. So. so why didn't you push forward? Maybe that's why daddy did not have a boy because God knows that if somebody could play, I mean, it could have been any one of us. Only to, if he was a footballer, mm-hmm. he would just stop his pastoral work. <laughs> yeah. Because he just said, I would have left everything coming. <laughs> support, yeah. Whoever wow. Wow. Football. Uh, anybody else have questions? Well, I've become a coach. Yeah, how did you know each profession for each of us? 
did you think about it or you chose what happened? How did you know or how were you able to tell this one would be a good banker, this would be a lawyer, this would be a nurse? I had a determination to eradicate poverty in my family. Mm. No, in all my father's children, I'm the only one who went to secondary school. How many kids did you have? Work. My father, mm-hmm. I can't count. Yeah? Oh, what? That's how plenty it is. I'm about 21 or 22. Whoa. No, but I'm not from the same, not from the same mom, though. Not from the yeah, same so, mom? Okay. Yeah, not from the same mom. My mom had like fight with him. Okay. And then we have other siblings older than me. I'm the last of all of them. So my father was not educated. Mom was not educated. Mm-hmm. My father was a policeman. All my brothers and sisters didn't have the chance of going to secondary school. So mm-hmm. when I finished that 10-year program in Ghana, I went to secondary school. I paid for myself to go to school. Before even I finished, I have a determination that then work hard, go to school, and then make sure that my kids will not suffer what I suffered. Mm. And then also, I'll give them good education that will not go that line of poverty and then come out with nothing by going to school. Really, I made sure that I did, I did uh, accounting and then we will do accounting because I thought or I believe that if they do these courses, they'll be in a good position to have good jobs that will bring money to support the family and help to eradicate poverty mm-hmm. in our family. I try to work hard to make you people go to school so that like, you can be independent when I'm not there or your mom is not there. It's a guideline. I didn't force anybody to do it, but I suggest, thank God, you people followed what I suggested and it's working out. When I was far away in Holland and then Gloria chose to, you know, they say he should do science. I quickly said no. She didn't do science. <laughs> she did the art. And I guided her to do law. But it's not like everybody should force his or her child to do something. It depends on their abilities and their vision and what wants them to do, actually. So it is not always right for you to tell your kid, do this or do that or do that. Leave it to them. And then, like, they say water will find its level. They can find their level when they, they, they have really decided to do it, what they want to do, yeah. For daddy to come to this point and say, don't force your children. And not like he forced her, because even me, that he didn't force me to do accounting. I just wanted to do finance because I didn't want to be a doctor and I didn't want to be a lawyer. I know you've always said, oh, I want you to work in the bank. I want you to work for UN. I know you had said that, but in my mind, that was not the reason why I went into finance. I just didn't want to become a lawyer. I didn't want to become a doctor. So for me, I don't think wow. it was forced, but I feel like it was a struggle for you, for Hannah. You wanted her to follow that path, but she still was pushing to do her music, which she eventually allowed her to. So how did you come to that point to just allow her to push in that area? I think she has passion for that. So I cannot go redirect her to do like maybe nursing or do something that she will not have satisfaction in doing. Mm. So normally the passion for what, for something, a lot of passion to overrule some other passion that maybe you want her to do. And she loves what she's doing. Now, you cannot be a nurse. I don't love what you're doing. Yeah. You cannot be a doctor. I don't love what you're doing. So right. I'm even surprised that Anna is doing nursing. nursing. But mm-hmm. I will never do nursing or Mm-mm. do a hospital work or anything. Even me. Trust me. Above no, all, I, never I can't stand to see blood or to see somebody suffering. Me too. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> I wouldn't want blood. to do that. But she also, that's what she really wants to do. So actually, I really guided you people. And I will not force you to do what I want you to do. But I guided you and then you took what you think you can do best for yourself. So, I mean, parents strict on their kids. Go do medicine or go do engineering 
when a child's ability cannot be able to manage that thing, before to do it, but at the end of the day, he will not have satisfaction to do it. Yeah. When I was in form four, I did so well that my vice principal said I should do sign. And I told him I cannot do sign. <laughs> and he said, okay, give me two weeks to think about it. I came back and I said, I'll do arts. And he allowed me to do the arts. He didn't force me. Now, supposing he forced me, mm. I'll do the science, but I won't do very well at the O level. Yeah. I may do well, but it will lead me to go and do medicine, which I don't know what to do. So I think that people should follow their passion and their God-given vision and God-given ability to do what they want to do. Because the way the Lord created us, the gifts has given us for a specific purpose. Yeah, so we should not go out of that box where God has put us. Otherwise, we're doing work that will not lie. And then we'll not do it with satisfaction. And we'll not do it with love. Listeners out there, you've heard it. Do not force the kids or guide them. Any questions, sisters? Yeah. yeah. How was it like raising us up? And just girls. Naturally, I love people and I love children. So it gives me joy to see children around me. And uh, once you love them and you love having them, God will give you the grace to yeah. take care of them. For me, naturally, I love children. That's why, I mean, if you see most of you, all of you, very close to children, you love children, you love people. So that's a gift. Some people don't have that gift. They have to mm-hmm. learn how to love people. They have to learn how to be around people. But naturally, I have that gift. I remember there's a child that will never eat unless I'm around. So I will be able to help him to eat. So the parents will wait when I come from school. They will make me feed the child because it is only me who can make the child eat. Wow. I have that spirit that attracts children. So it wasn't difficult for me to handle new people because that attraction is there already. And that is so true because there's always kids in our house. Like there's always somebody either coming to stay or live with us for a while or just kids coming to the house all the time. I remember the story of, what's the name of this mama, Elise? Jackie, Johnny and Jackie. Yeah. Yeah. And daddy, I heard the story of when he'll bring them to the house and they will be like, Uncle Pastor, because they don't know that <laughs> pastor is already a title. But because they were taught to call everyone uncle or auntie, they are like, Uncle Pastor, why are you eating pap? Are you a baby? Are you a baby? That, that was so, so funny. funny. They're all grown up now. Let the grandchildren start coming, eh? <laughs> so that we just dump them here. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, I love <laughs> but the problem is, if grandkids come, daddy and mama are going to spoil the kids. Me, I don't want any I know. spoiling the kids. Yes, they did not spoil us, that. but they will spoil the grandchildren. You know, I am okay <laughs> with that. Who said she's okay, Mark? Oh, yeah, okay with that. Me. I'm wow. fine with oh, yeah. that, too. Yeah, by the time they come, they'll <laughs> make sure they hide it. Because daddy always save our money for us, do this. By the time I realize no longer there, I'll do the same. By the time the kids, when their grandparents give them 1,000, 2,000, I'll save it for you. I'll keep it for you. <laughs> so I'll do the same. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> when daddy used to take our money all the time. Woo! I know. And those I people that save their money in the containers. <laughs> <laughs> but Naki, you never gave daddy back his change. Anytime daddy gave him oh, money no. for school, you always get it. <laughs> I even got in trouble for you that one. Back. <laughs> what is change? Our grandchildren will be roaming the streets from morning to night. We'll see them in the night. <laughs> hey, that one, mom. Anna, take that back. Tell your children. Yeah, no, no. You. I mean, like daddy, when he takes the grandchildren, they'll be roaming from morning to night. night. Mm. Mm-hmm. They'll eat ice cream, sir. Ice cream, ice cream, ice cream. But I just remember that every time it was our birthday, even though daddy came late, 
he will bring ice cream or toffee or chicken or so and chicken. Even, even though at some point those things stopped we wish it continued but it was still coming <laughs> but not on your birthday the funniest thing is anytime daddy brought that chicken we always hear the rock the plastic <laughs> come out like flies i know even if we're sleeping we'll smell it <laughs> in our sleep and come out <laughs> it's not only that another thing is that when we are sick the little head he wants to take us to the hospital. Even something mm-hmm. that you have to take, go and get pharmacy. He was such a loving father. That's so good. Even if you got yeah. better, you have to finish that. Yes. I remember when you have a cut on your leg or something, you go use a knife. A knife. And a knife on the fire. And a And I remember this, the white hair that we have taken out of that is hair. Even before white hair started coming, we're already removing hair from daddy's body. Like, I know. Maybe that's why my hair is not growing. Any small thing, come and remove my white. Come and remove my white. Eh? That was so funny. And we used to braid his hair too. Foster called one day, he said, are the girls still removing white? (laughs) (laughs) Who has time for that one? You still remove it? Wow. At this age. Yes, yes, yes. So all the white we have removed is not over. Uh-huh. It does not end, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whether they are done, you even move more. <laughs> okay, my question: Who was the most difficult child? Oh God, here we go again. I don't think that's evil or stubborn. Mm. Yes, he loved kids. Naki was the stubbornest. Yeah. Please let him reign. Let him rule. Yeah. Let him act. <laughs> you are not stubborn. You are easy to be trained. So. You are not stubborn. I have never encountered any of you who is stubborn. Even that be honest. It's okay. I take the belt or something to threaten you sometimes, but it's true. Like Obama. No, 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 no. I don't think that you were stubborn to raise to be raised. You were all like aligned to what we wanted to do and doing it. So there wasn't one I can say. More like afraid. Yeah, but me, I got beaten a lot. You, you should know, ask yourself why. Because you're stubborn. That's why I am not stubborn. Dad, can you tell us a story of what Naki might have done before he became? He's coming. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't remember when we were small. She mistakenly... Yes, I remember. Hot water. But who, I thought there was hot water rather poured on her leg. Who also had a motorbike bench? Amy. It's me. I'm the one. motorbike. I don't even remember the story, but I have the mark. That's the was going to marry. It's, yes, and that is bike. She went to stand on that side. That's why I think the bikes now, they don't make it like that. The that mark is hot. still there. And Amy swallowed the pin. The thief came to collect all that shoes. After there was a wedding, there was a serious wedding. Then all yeah. the things that we wear. Then when you were going to sleep, you saw all my passport outside. Yeah, <laughs> I am the one who saw it. I remember. My passport and everything was outside. That's how we know that the thief came to the house. Uh, which yeah. we have suffered though. Yes. They yes. stole their wedding shoes, the flower girl's shoes. That was so annoying. Yes. That was so painful. You know, we are many. So when we travel like that, sometimes you tend to forget some of us. I remember I was left in the church some time ago. Right. <laughs> How did that happen? That I was so asleep. It's true. Light was, was off. No it was me. It was me. So I was like, how can you have many children? Forget one. I just recall home alone when they were counting their children and a boy was left the bus. This is what happens when you have a lot of kids. Then to forget one like that. Can we share memories? I mean, I know we have to share memories already, but what memories stuck out to you? I love the fact that anytime he comes, he brings us something to like enjoy. <laughs> so at 12 o'clock, we will just wake up. Everybody will want something to enjoy. <laughs> yeah, so or sometimes you see he comes tickling us, looking for us. Who is the one who always hide under the chair? Is Mako? Just looking for us, tickling <laughs> us, just enjoying the fun with her dad was really good. I love those memories. I yeah. think I have to. So when you are sick, there will be like so many food that you buy. 
And it's like, when you're sick, you don't even feel like eating all of them. But I think my favorite was Cerelac or maybe Afra. But when I was much younger, it was Cerelac. And daddy would buy Cerelac. And even till today, I love Cerelac. The last one I bought took a long time before it finished. Because the one here in the U.S. tastes different from the one in Gambia. And then I hated science. I was always having an F in science. I don't know how I got a C when I finished my grade 12 exams. I don't know how I got a C. I think it's not only you. I also didn't like science. I wasn't doing well in science too as well. If you come home with an F, that will just stop. It's just a reading subject. It is just a reading subject. Why can't you just pass it? And you'll talk <laughs> about it till the next exam. <laughs> it was just too no. Okay, I'll confess. There were some times that I'll just change the C to something before I get to the house. Really? <laughs> what? You did that? I cannot. Like, it was just too you much. I can't believe you are one of those who do this. I'll change the F to something else. Why children do that? In Ghana here, they post your letter. They post your result to you. Parents, you not get no, no, no. <laughs> as an address to them. Wow, directly. Yeah, I think that's something you should instill in the Glory Baptist School. What do you think? I don't think it's not everybody has that has a dress. Yes, yeah, that's true. Memories, memories. Yeah, I just have memories of immediate visitors. Immediate visitors. <laughs> At ten o'clock, you have to be packing out of your room <laughs> <laughs> because one visitor has come. They say they are not going home. No, no, stay yeah. packing out of your room. I don't have a choice. No house. That's because daddy is a people person. I love her. May I remember when we were in and one man, daddy was having, I think this bent or what, and one man was pushing the car. We are small, I think me, Maku and Hannah were standing outside. We ran inside to tell daddy that the man was pushing his car slowly, slowly, slowly. Mm-hmm. Like he was still in the car. We went to tell them. Oh. I think daddy was not around no. And we went to call mama or somebody in the house. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, I cannot forget. And you shot Lilliputans when to tell your father or your mother? Yeah. Oh, yes. Wow. The person was pushing so the car. So by the time you come back to the car, the person has gone with the car now. I remember when it came, those children at the other house, there are plenty of children there. They will be Maku, eh? Is Maku they are beating? It's me, oh. Eh? It's Maku? Yes. They always beat you at the gate and you run inside the house. <laughs> eh? Yeah. You remember those children? They are yes, all grown-ups yes. now. One particular one was Big Maku. Yes. No, not those ones at the corner there. there. They will beat one. I think that it's Maku that they have been beating now. Wow. wow. She was small, is she now? That's why she's very aggressive now. They've had it here. all the times that I was stepped on. They've had it here. Hannah, did you have a memory that you wanted to share? Mine is a memory, but it's like a question. That did you always know that the TV was on when you came home? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Do you know why I remember that? Because mm-hmm. your gele gele car, when we hear your car from the road coming, we know that they are coming. <laughs> we turn on the TV and everybody will go to the road. Like, no, 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 no. That was very bad of we'll me. Hey, we'll go to the road and pretend that you're even reading or sleeping. <laughs> you just well, wanted us to be serious with our book. So you told us yeah. that from Monday to like Thursday, no yeah. TV. TV. Weekend, yeah. but then we will be turning on the TV from time to time because daddy, there was fishbone, there was even DSTV, then you have GRTS. Exactly. So, what can we do when all these nice movies and Oprah and is show. on with her show and you want us to go to the room and yeah. <laughs> doing what? <laughs> Reading <laughs> from morning to night. Ah, sometimes we <laughs> soak the towel in cold water. water. And go and well, put it on the TV so that as soon as daddy comes, before he reaches there, we have to move the whole towel so that the TV, when he touches it, because daddy always turns the TV if it's hot. <laughs> right. So we have to put the towel on so before he gets there, when he turns the TV, it's cold. 
You remember when Hannah and I were born in the house? Oh, yes. I remember. Yeah, I do. The way that he threw the porridge pots to the side when Mama was <laughs> screaming. <laughs> now, those days, the telephone was not, no, not Dr. Good Doctor. Doctor. Okay. Not Otter. Not Otter. Oh, Dr. Anok. Anok, Anok. Ah, I remember. Lucky the rememberer. I think he took his car and then took you to the hospital. You see, when I tell the story of when you guys were born, no, you people don't believe it. I know. Hannah was the pampered one. She went and said, I need new shoe. And she got it. And Daddy said, Use the shoe you already have. She said, That is school shoe. I need that. There was a time when Hannah and Anna revolted the Mako. I will always go and buy this shoe that has this <laughs> high heel. <laughs> they revolted. So since then, I don't buy shoe for them again. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Let's go. Then they revolted. There's this, you know, before block hill was not in fashion. Mm-hmm. So that you always yeah, that buy them block hill. I stopped buying it. I stopped buying it. Since then, that did not buy shoe again for us. Why? What did you guys do? It's old fashioned. They did not want it anymore. I think he had to go and return the shoe back. They revolted. They said they don't like it. And I'll show you where your first bank. You are so happy. Yeah, I know. Right? Right? So no, Daddy always just picks the first one he sees. No, no, it's not the first one he sees. When Daddy goes and buys shoes for you, he'll go and use his hand and be opening as if he's opening orange. Like, he wants to make sure that it's not going to spoil in the next minute. The one that will yes. not spoil yes. is the one he'll yes. bring. Yes, he does so it when it comes will... to Ghana here. Huh. So you buy the one that you know that you last for 10 years, you still be wearing it, it'll not melt. To not break. <laughs> That's why he got you it's guys. True. Block you. Mm. They always buy they you a shoe. They revolted. <laughs> like we have to return the shoe back. Okay, I can't <laughs> Let's go to lessons. What are the lessons that you've learned along the way, girls? To be hardworking and know your friends and the people you share your vision with. Because there are a lot of people that you think are your friends, but it's like you are the only one in the friendship boot. You have learned to be hard work and know your friends, yeah. Some time ago, daddy came from town and when he came, he brought something and he gave it to me. I think it was for me. And I think one of you asked me to give you some and I said, no. And you complained and daddy was like, ah, I didn't bring it to you. I brought it to Amy. So I just remember what my dad taught me, not to be selfish. Hannah. Yeah, I've also learned from daddy to be a visionary and to also look for a problem to solve, be a solution to a problem. Mm. You know, him being able to step out of his family and be the only person to be educated is one thing. And that was determination. That was his focus. That was his goal. And see what his determination has brought. He was able to give a lot of people education because what he had a vision and was determined to see it come to a fulfillment or to see it come to pass. And he was able to educate a lot of people. So that's what I've learned. Have a vision, be determined, and also push forth to make it see the results. Okay. Yeah, I think I see that in all of you. Like what Nakin is doing now. I mean, it's having a vision of something and pursuing a vision. What Hannah is doing, her passion is for music, and she's always researching and to improve upon that passion. And all of you have that same vision, Maku too. You know, so it is just what I have or what your mom has passed on to you. There's no laziness. You have to pursue by faith. I believe that God wants me to do it. So what I'm doing, I'll do it by faith. You know, yeah. even though I don't have the money to do it, but you know, I also encourage others to do the same. I've seen people who have done it and they've also succeeded. I've seen that trait 
in all of you that you have faith and you want to have a vision. The Bible says that without a vision, the people will perish. So it's good to have a vision and follow your vision. And I see that in all of you, and I'm happy for that. For me, there's nothing like laziness. Right from high school, I was working in daddy's school in the account department. And then when I went to London, daddy would be like, work, we have to find a job. And it was like that. So from the age of what, what, 17, I've been working because I had never seen daddy relax or mama even sit down. Any small opportunity mama had to make money, she would also try. So for me, it was like, we can't be lazy. You have to always find something to do because also I always had this thing that First of all, I'm the firstborn and I'm the only one that I paid school fees for from nursery to university. Most of you, it was from university onwards that I started paying fees or anything. But for me, it was like he has put in a lot in me and I cannot even come and waste his money. So it was like, I can't even waste it. So I had to keep pushing and make sure that I was doing better. And so it was like, whatever I had to do, I had to put in the work. And there was nothing like laziness. And so wherever I find myself, I was working. Like when I moved to this country, I was already a manager in the company I was working for before I moved here. When I came, I had to start from scratch. And I started as a babysitter. Some people will be like, I cannot do that kind of job. Yada, yada. I said, even in this COVID that I lost my job for about a month, it was like, even if it was a cleaning job, I was going to do it because it's like, you can't relax. And the thing I always think about is the future. I'm like, when my children come, I, mean, I want to start investing, start putting money aside. But when my kids come, it's not time that I will not be hustling, hustling again. They are there, there's finances, be able to have time for them because that's also important. There was nothing like laziness. There is no part that I can come and start being lazy. If you are lazy, you just be like, what are you doing? It's not like we're trying to compare the partner to our dad, but we want to see some kind of hard work in you because we never saw our dad sit down or relax. Even at home, when he comes back from work, as soon as he enters the house, if his feet touch the floor and it's sandy, <laughs> you're in trouble. It's like, or else he's going to pick the broom and sweep it for himself. Or sometimes you come back tired, but you say, let me clean the windows or water the garden. He was always doing something to help, even mama at a young age, like when we we're much younger. So there was nothing like laziness. I feel like that thing is in us. And that's why I always tell you, educate yourself or make sure that the education is priority because it was also important to him. So for me, those are the lessons I learned. Like you can't relax. You have to keep going. Eventually the big job, the big opportunity will come your way. But the little that you can do now, do it. Don't sit down and look down on any opportunity. That thing that you're looking down on, maybe the owner of the company will connect you to other people. You never know where the blessing is going to come from but just keep putting in the work me i'll say legacy that's one thing i've learned from daddy wherever he goes he leaves a mark he doesn't have to build a school in every town but your little character has been seen when we're talking to ben bass from uk he spent 30 minutes talking about daddy 30 minutes yeah just yes, talking everywhere. about we're just calling to say hello, but he spent a long time just talking about daddy. I'm not trying to like boast or whatever, but that's what I've learned. Wherever you find yourself, you leave a mark. You show Christ. People can see that this person is different. And that's what I've learned. Daddy always say, when we're moving from old Joshua behind where the mosque was, and we're moving all the way near Naus. We wanted to leave the house because the people, they don't really treat us too well or whatever. That's why we're moving. And daddy wanted to make sure that the house was clean before we leave. Even sweeping. I was like, we are moving, moving out. <laughs> why do we have to do all this extra stuff? He said, no, leave it clean. So when the next person come, they'll say, ah, people really lived in this place. And that has gone with me until now. Wherever I go, we don't just do things anyhow you do it perfectly yeah. because the way you want to treat it that's how you have to treat other people and that's one thing i've yeah. learned about daddy daddy always left a good mark everywhere he went whether he was in uk whether he was in holland 
even if they took him to the moon right now, the moon will even be like, ah, this man. The moon will even say something. And that's one thing I've learned. And I'm really grateful that we had a father like that. There are so many people who don't have fathers as an example, good example. We are blessed to have somebody who always is a good example. And I'm grateful for that. Yeah. So it's my turn. The lesson I've learned is being hardworking and also educative. I remember my place of work, most people there know daddy because they were in the school. They always tell of the story when daddy will be chasing after them, running after them to enter their classes and going, study and all that. They're just laughing about it, but they said that like it was really good because they saw that he really wanted them to learn and be educated. And now you see them, they are working in good places. Some of them are nurses, some of them are administrators, or some of them are other places in banks and all that. So it's education for me as well, like to really be educated in this world and the next world to come. <laughs> and also uh, what I've also learned from daddy is responsibility as a father. He was really responsible as a father. And I saw that in him. And I've told myself, because I've learned that, I've told myself, even if there's no husband, I can take care of my children very well. Or yeah. I can take care of myself very well. I don't need a man to come and take care of me because I've learned to be responsible. Mm. So I can really take care of myself. I've learned it from <laughs> my parents. I can really take care of myself. Speak lady. Yeah, that's what I've seen and that's what I've learned. So I don't need someone to come and take care of me. But by the grace of God, we all need men in our lives. Marco, you know what comes to mind? That video that Anita shared, have you ever seen for every yeah. strong woman or behind for every strong every, man? Behind every successful man is a woman. She was like... <laughs> I have never been behind one. <laughs> yes. Behind every successful man is a woman. And the lady said, but I've never been behind yeah. one, but yeah. she's still successful. <laughs> I even told myself once, I think I was telling some people, I was like, even my children's school fees, I'll pay for them. And they were like, no, you're not the one. It's your husband that's supposed to pay for I said, no, we are <laughs> poor. Uh, man is not doing the right thing. You sit down and be waiting. I beg you. Uh, responsible to take care of your house, your family, and make sure that there's provision available. Who has not spoken yet about the lessons? Another thing was that daddy, his money was not only for him. <laughs> his money was not only for him. That's so true, though. He always loves giving people money. Yeah. That's one thing I've learned. Not only me. in money, but in every other aspect. Time. I think you should rephrase it. When somebody was in need, whatever it was, okay. it, because if you want to preach mm-hmm. the gospel to somebody and the person needs food, are you going to preach? You would rather give them food than later. Mm-hmm. So that's how daddy was. When his yeah. heart cannot pass by and somebody is in need, yeah. that's how daddy was. Mm-hmm. Daddy cannot go away. When somebody is crying, he can't just walk away. He's a good Samaritan. But I've also learned in life, don't be too good as well. There should be a limit. Just be led by the Spirit. Yes. There should also be a limit. I've revised that being good. Revision. Yeah, so, you know, <laughs> we have to get everything. Oh, let him talk. It's not everybody who comes your way to help. Sometimes I think that even if you help some people, God will be angry with you. They are not able to manage themselves. Right. You know, so God wants to teach them a lesson and you want to redeem them. Mm-hmm. It is not really everybody that's really coming your way to help and you help them because some of them, they'll have their own, they'll keep their own, but they just want more or they'll yeah. press you for money. They know that, like my office last week, I was talking with a divider. Police people, NIA people come and they're all working, but they think that if I come and give them, so it's like, oh, if they come, you don't give them two, three times, you will not come again. <laughs> Some people too are very bad. They have the money, 
but they misuse their money. They know that if I go here, the man will give me. And sometimes you don't have to take that from me as a whole. Oh, take it, oh, swallow we, it. We've learned it's not everybody, to, like you're saying, some people when you give them, God will even be angry with you. So yes. we've learned, so we know. So please don't open your heart too much to people. They go, they will trample upon you. They will take your kindness as your weakness. Pray it about has it. To be a yeah, but yeah, it is not everything that is agenda that is important. It will come from agency, but it may not be important. After all, you don't even give them, they will survive. Because they couldn't manage themselves properly, then they will begin to give you that pressure to give them, you know. So I have learned to be careful who I support and who I help because somebody has said that, be careful the way you want to help a dying dog. Maybe he just needed a strength to come and bite you when you help him. We should always have the spirit of discernment before we give somebody. We should not act out of emotion and sentimentality or that, oh, he's dying. So no, please, I've learned my lesson the hard way. It's good to be good. Like I don't have a car now. And this lady said, oh, pastor, come and take my car for the weekend. So there are people who have done good too, and they remember what you have done for them. But there are others who have done good to them. Even though your yeah. food is not up, they still will <laughs> bite you. You should be very careful the way you spend your money and time with people. And I know all of you are picking my character and maybe mamas have a good heart and clean heart for people. And that one too, so when you go to places, you don't suffer too much. Yeah. People identify with you and they want to help you. But people, these days, the Bible says that at the end of the day of the year or the time, people will become ungrateful. Mm-hmm. People have been very, very ungrateful in many ways. Some of you have even experienced it in your own personal lives. Yeah, so. Yeah, so yes. Don't open your heart too much to people. That person in the Bible, a foreign king came and he wanted to show him all the things of his kingdom. And God said, you're a foolish man. The king has come to spy. Mm-hmm. And he will strategize to come and destroy your things. Be very careful the way we try to help people. Don't do it out of emotion and out of some sensibility. Do it out of the spirit of God. Now, what encouragement can you give to people that have kids and first, they don't know how to guide them with regards to their career or whatever, or even the struggle of taking care of kids? Sometimes it can be hard. What encouragement can you give to fathers, specifically to fathers out there? It's not easy to, you know, because these days the kids that are coming are learning different things from the technology that is at their fingertips. So whatever you tell them from home, they also learn it, the worst things, faster than what you learn, teach them at home. But I think that the basic thing is all knowing God. You know, if you know God and you teach them the ways of the Lord, because the Bible says that teach your child, you know what it says, as in Proverbs chapter 22 or 22 or whatever, teach your child the way you should go. Should go. And then when he grows, he will not depart from it. So I think that the basic line that we train all of you to fear God and to know God, and that's what you are all carrying in your genes, you know, your spiritual genes. That's what is also helping you. I started very early in the church at the age of 10. So it is through the church that it got me molded up and gave me a vision. Now, if I didn't go to the church, I'll follow what my brothers have followed, and I will not do the right thing. So knowing God, helps you to mold your life and mold your future and help you to guide your children in the fear of the Lord. I think that the basic thing is that the parents to know God and teach them and help them with it. Now, for me, I would not say I had a very bad background, but I had to do everything by myself to come to where I am now because my parents were poor. At a point in time, I was angry with my parents, but I realized that they couldn't do much because they didn't have. Mm. So I really gave up because I was left in Accra alone for many years. No mother, no father. I was staying mm. with people and working with people and 
doing their backyard work, doing all kind of odd work and starting to come to a limelight. I will not sit down for my children to also be misguided, be misled. I'll help them and guide them out of the experience that I've had behind me. It is always good one to know God at an early age, like people who have known God at an early age, and that is helping you to shape your lives. So I will advise that parents should know God and trust in God and put that fear of God in their kids. And that when you leave them alone, they also do the same. Like people comment Naki and Oye too much. I mean, when they went to America, they could have been wayward. They could have done anything, you know, worse. But like Mr. Bosu has always said, your children are very different though. Mm. Because he had seen children who had come to America and they have changed. And I tell you that those who leave Africa and go to America, they are the worst of children in Europe. That's so they copy blindly and they do worse things. So they say, ah, but it's your children, you have trained them all. When I went to America and I met uh, your pastor's uh, the wife's father, Oh, yeah. Yeah. She told me that, ah, this girl, you have trained her. She's well disciplined. We played our part, but I think that it's the word of God more that helps you to shape up. Yeah. So many people have said that, but you people came to America. They didn't have no parents here, but the way they are growing is excellent and is good. So we thank God for that, that testimony alone that people have told me about you people. I believe when Hannah went to Ghana, all the places that I worked, I was telling her, go there, go there. The people, they hold me like their own son, mm. how I work with them. And when they saw Anna, especially that Jamaican woman, she helped Anna and all the kids helped Anna because they trusted me and they liked me. I believe that parents should first know God and impart the knowledge of God into their children. One more question. What advice can you give to those men or guys out there that are looking to marry your daughters? When they come, you will have a private oh. discussion. For me, what I also learned is that all you girls should not be too picky or try to selective. Oh, I have my own man to come and weigh. You yeah, should be like this, should be like that, should be like that. Sometimes it is not everything that you want that God gives you. God may give you a gold in a dust, and you have to clean the dust from the gold, right. and then you have your gold. You understand it? Yeah. So yeah. don't have a standard that I want this, I want that, I want that. No, God will not always give us what we really want. He will go the way around to bless us. So don't really be too picky and pussy if I don't have this, you know. So just pray and ask God to give you the right person. I mean, any man who comes your way, some people can be deceptive. They'll come in a sheepskin when they are wolves in their body. But you have to read it between the lines. For me, and I believe what is in me is what is in you because God has given me the spirit of discernment. If I meet you and our spirit doesn't go, I know. I will not even waste my time on you at all. So you have to have that spirit of discernment. Well, I don't know what is the spirit of discernment, but if I meet you and we talk one or two, and then I read between you, I know that you are not the kind of friend I can keep. I will not hate you, but I will not really attach myself to you. You also have to be careful who comes your way. And I'm praying that all of you, before I close my eyes in death, all of you would have married. And I believe in God for, from this year to next year, multiple of marriages. Amen. Amen. This month you are going to marriage here. Next month you are going here. Even Amen. this week you are going here. Next week you are going here. That's what God does things. The way God works is mysterious. They don't be too much selective. The person may be poor, but may have character. Now, the things you have to look for in a man, one, he has character. Two, he fears God. Three, he has a vision. You have to get, not the person who has money, he has car, no. If the person has no vision, don't follow that person. If the yes. person doesn't fear God, don't follow that person. So the person must have a character, vision, and somebody who fears God. 
But what he has vision, he can transform. I have that belief that wherever you put me, I'll make it. Because I have the vision and I have the drive. God will also help you. So that is it. They said, don't marry a man with television. Marry a man with vision. Yeah, he's saying that don't marry somebody who is worthy because in Africa, only those who have money can buy television. Those days. So don't marry somebody who he has money, he has car, he has big house. Without vision. No, without vision, no, he will perish. He will crash down. But somebody with a vision, if you put him on the desert, he will make it. And on that note, we end this podcast. Thank you so much, Father, for taking time out to be here. Okay. And All right. It was an amazing conversation. We are so grateful to have you as our father. Amazing, amazing. And you're not just a father to us, but so many people out there. You have been a blessing too. And one thing I remember you saying was that because it was hard, it was a struggle for you to go to school. You never want to see a child struggle to go to school. And so that's why even when you started the school, Glory Baptist School, you had that thought in mind. And so most of those kids went to school for free or you kind of like defer their payments till later or something just because you don't want to ever see any child cry or worry about going to school because education was priority for you. So thank you for instilling in us. Thank you for instilling in so many other people. I know they are all grateful. And when they do listen to this, still be encouraged and learn new things and still want to push ahead because of what they've seen you do. So thank you, Father. We appreciate you. Thank you, sisters, for being here. Thank you for having me. God bless you. God bless you too. Adios. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Barrier Breakers Corner podcast. If you liked what you heard, please give us a five-star review and subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, share with those you think can benefit from this information. Please email all questions, suggestions, and compliments to the BB Corner Podcast at gmail.com. The Barrier Breakers Corner Podcast is produced by the Podcast Laundry Production Company and executive produced by Joyce Donkor. The podcast music was written by Chidi Omenihu and produced by Andy Official in the Gambia, West Africa. Cause they can't